On opening night at Joey's season of The Bachelor, the tennis pro holds serve against scrappy sisters from his native city of brotherly love, an unprecedented date card getting tossed in the fire, and a few limo pitches going up in flames before he crashes the net for a record-breaking number of trips to the smoocheria. So how do we grade Joey's first night in the driver's seat, and which of his players are already serving up aces? It's all coming up on The Bachelor Zone. Welcome back to The Bachelor Zone, your spin-free zone for hard-hitting Bachelor stats and analysis. I'm your host, Michael Wally. With me, as always, two of my dearest friends and your favorite Bachelor pundits and competitive speed dating experts, we've got Zachary Pike. Oh, hello, Wally Poo. Hello, America Poo. <laughs> it's good to be back. Back in the saddle. And Daniel A. Duddy. I'm no scientist, but I think we've got some chemistry. <laughs> All right. Sure looks like it. It's great to great to be back in the in the saddle. Uh, the breaks are always good when they come, but man, it's good to be back with you guys again. Have some uh, some game tape to break it down for uh, what uh, for me was a very enjoyable night overall. Yeah, I thought some, we're, we're, I think we're off to a great start here. Some really nicely directed, e- evenly paced game tape. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really quick and to the point. I I clocked it on my notes. We were six minutes in. The first lady walked out of the limo tonight or last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, j- Joey was meeting up with Jesse Palmer at the, at the five minute mark. Yeah, crazy. We haven't seen that in years. It feels like. Yeah, it was just cooking. Lead. It just seems like there's a lot more lead up. Like this one, we had like this really cool sort of like Nicholas Sparks movie kind of indie film vibe for the first <laughs> like three minutes of him crying on the beach. No, no context. Like cold open, which they've done similar things before, but not quite to this like artistic degree. I mean, they had Billie Eilish plans. So. Yeah, and then we're in. And then we're just into the thing, you know. Usually, there's. I a guess lot of they cut the first, like yeah. the opening shit where they're like, "I'm blah 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 from blah blah blah." And this exactly. is me uh, playing ski ball. Not even they've just gotten that. a lot even more just... shrewd at, at combining the limo pitches with those packages. I think. They yeah. Kind of, I think they figured out that formula. I think this new squad we have at the helm is really has really streamlined things in that way. Also, yeah, usually it's like Jesse Palmer getting like a a slow crane shot in the front of the mansion. It's like. We told you last season that this would, you know what I mean? Like kind of giving you a preamble and like, right. Listen yeah. here. It's like a guy sitting in a big chair, opening a book, like, and listen here, the story of the bachelor, like they usually do some kind of like setup for it. And this one was just like right into it, right into yeah. the end of the movie, like a fucking Christopher Nolan early movie or something like it was. And I feel like yeah, in the past, like memento. their mindset would be like, all right, let's, let's make sure we get four to five shots of Clayton walking wistfully through the forest. Mm-hmm. And like gazing out at 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 the ocean, wondering if he's ever going to find true love. They had like maybe one shot of Joey doing that before they just yeah got to it. Yeah, they had him on like a motorcycle in L.A. being like, "Here yeah. I am, I'm back. Let's do this." I liked it. I'm here for one it. One thing. One thing they haven't figured out is how to get every single woman who shows up to play enough time to speak to the lead one on one. When that does happen, when the player doesn't have a chance to talk to the bachelor on opening night. Mm-hmm. There is one player who that happened to them, and it seemed to me like they cracked the code on what to do when that does happen. And that's something that I want to talk about tonight on Left Unsaid, which if you don't Whoa. know, that's where you get all your exclusive bonus content for the Bachelor Zone. Uh, Left Unsaid, we cover all the hot topics that we don't have a chance to cover on on the main feed. And we get into some things going on in our lives, uh, things going on in Zach and Daddy's neighborhood. They're just a few blocks away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you some hot takes on the news, whatever's Pretty on our contentious mind. Contentious neighbor talk. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get real tonight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got a big neighbor talk coming up tonight. Uh, so if you want to check it out, uh, patreon.com backslash the bachelor zone. We would love to see you there. Now let's get into our headlines brought to you by Calabasas House of Lifeguard Towers, now selling umpire chairs. So let's start with our new leading man, Joey, who's coming off, as we know, a heartbreaking loss to Dotton in Charity's championship game last season and a move that really surprised me where he's he's gone from Hawaii back to his native Philadelphia to be closer to his uncle for some reason. I personally would have moved from Hawaii to Fiji. Um, but anyway, Joey looked very relaxed and poised en route to seven, count them, seven trips to the Smoocheria, an opening night record. So guys... Let's pull out our report cards for Joey here in his all-around game. How would you grade Joey in his big debut here? I'm going to give him like a nice B, like a nice average B. I, we it, knew really? he was going to be. 
I knew he was going to be pretty like straight down the middle, and I was worried about it to being boring. The thing I give him is the like I said, a pacing that he didn't really blow my mind, but he didn't also. There was no moments where I'm like, "Ugh, Joey," you know what I mean? I told, and I've been saying leading up to this, I've been, I got a big old, I got his grill right outside my window on a billboard, and I'm not been happy to see it. Uh, I was not looking forward necessarily to his performance. You know, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't pro Joey going into this necessarily. And I've left this opening night feeling a little relieved in that regard. However, I'm not blown away by him. So I can't give him an A. What was it? What was he missing? Humor. I think he's not funny. I think he's not a funny man. And he's a, he's an aggressively not funny man, but he's also not, he's not, not, he's not, he's a weird kind of not funny that he's, at least he doesn't really try to be that funny. Um, And I think, he had the yips a little bit, especially during the limo pinches. I, I felt. Well, about, did you find him funny? Yeah, when when Medina got out of the limo with like a cartoonish amount of huge tennis balls mm-hmm. spilling everywhere, and he just goes, "Oh, you dropped something." Mm. That was that was hilarious. That was yeah. hilarious. I, yeah, I was <laughs> laughing. You weren't laughing at that. That was really funny. I was. He just said a word. He just made it. He just said you dropped a tennis ball. He was he a wasn't little, like it was a like, purple suit, but it was it was like dozens of cartoonish sized tennis balls coming out of the car. It wasn't like she just dropped her handkerchief or something. While like it, that. I mean, that's it, her being funny. Yeah, it's a PA being funny. But no, I I uh, I kind of actually siding with Wally a little bit in that he what could have happened is he could go, oh, geez, and done like a real like lame you know, Prince Charming clap laugh. Right. And and just smiled and not know really what to don't do with himself, a la like a Peter Weber or something. Probably would have done that. And I and also that admire how I like that Maria, he stayed normal. He had an ISO set with Maria, mm-hmm. and she asked his favorite movie, and he said, "Remember the Titans." And she tried to trump card it with the wedding singer and make him feel foolish for loving "Remember the Titans." And, and he That's and it. he went told it. I I mean, I love both those movies, but I don't think the wedding singer is a trump card for "Remember really? the Titans." Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we got wow. We have a lot to cover this tonight. I think that he composed. <laughs> But I feel like Joey's whole thing, he felt like Ari 2.0. These girls would go come at him with, with jokes and bits. And yes, I agree that it was better that he didn't like fake slap his knee and, you know, do a ha ha ha. But he his line was just, oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good pun. Yeah, he's giving me a little Ari. I, I'm, a, I'm a, now I'm floating back towards uh, Duddy on this one. Honestly, uh, I he never laughed. He mm-hmm. felt like a stick in the mud. He, I mean, yeah, he, he he's named Joey, but he felt like a Ross to me. We got so much to come. I have to yell about, remember the Titans? Duddy, what's your letter, what's your letter, uh, letter grade for the man? C. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, I felt like he was vanilla. He was as vanilla as it got. Well, I mean, it, as our fans know, Professor Wally has, tends to have a generous curve on opening night, but I feel like, I, I feel like we're watching two different ball games, guys. I'm, I'm giving the guy an A minus. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he crushed it. I mean, his mm. his ISO sets, the way he facilitated during his ISO sets was amazing. He would he was listening. He was responding. He was making the conversation flow easy. He was making his players feel comfortable. And I think the greatest indicator of what a great job he did with facilitating is the fact that he gets to the smoocheria seven times, and all seven of those trips felt entirely earned and entirely earnest. Not one of them was forced. It was all natural. It was all getting his players comfortable with him like that on opening night, which you don't really see. And I feel like if, if there was any doubt about the scoring ability that he, that he uh, displayed during charity season translated in the lead uh, and what he's going to do is the lead. We have no doubts about that. Now he was, he was lighting up the box score last night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, yes. Statistically speaking, he was fine. I, I, I'm saying he was he did just fine. He did just fine to me. And beating expectations is maybe better. We have a, a a race going on in our country right now, politically speaking, that there's a whole bunch of like just wanting to just just hopefully they can beat expectations and maybe like the inevitable won't happen kind of thing. And it feels like that where I'm like, oh great, yeah, he did wonderful. He's still like a milk toast vanilla guy who we knew is gonna be kind of boring. But he was like thirty percent less boring than that. I feel like another thing you guys aren't giving him enough credit for is so he he meets 35 women. He's like Nikki uh, Haley is what I was getting at. All right. He's like Nikki Haley. I'll go out. I and had say no it. idea what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Zach is vaguely political. I wanted, I wanted, I didn't want the metaphor. The metaphor didn't work, but I wanted to uh, at least like kill it by my own hand. (laughs) All right, go on. Well, here's a way that I think he's a winner, and you guys aren't giving him enough credit. So, 34 women come through like a turnstile, Mm. very quickly introducing themselves and telling them a little bit about themselves, and then on every single follow up conversation inside the house, he he remembered the woman's name and where she was from, and the and a little bit about what she had said out at the limo pitch. You, th- you think Clayton's doing that? You think Matt James is doing that? No, you're right. He was he was listening to these women and he was <laughs> he was listening he to over. them and he, and he made them he made them enjoy playing on a night when when the lights are so bright and nerves are running so high. He was just so calm and collected. And he made the women calm down as well mm-hmm. with the way that he was listening to them. For the listeners at home, we're uh, we're doing this remote tonight because for multiple neighbor talk reasons. But I. I uh, am in the middle Zoom window, and I'm leaning towards. Du- I'm in between Duddy and Wally in our <laughs> Zoom windows, and I'm using it as a way to as a barometer He's the where barometer. I'm leaning. And now I'm leaning. I'm like you know, the, I'm like the New York Times needle, not to bring it back to the election, but I'm like leaning pretty hard, Wally, right now <laughs> on this topic. Well, you might drift a little toward Duddy for this reason though, because I the reason I'm giving him an A minus and not just a straight up A. I've got a couple small knocks here. First of all. To your point that you guys are making, he is so calm and go with the flow and kind of accepts things that happen and 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 just and doesn't let it bother him. He he plays so much like that that it's not really conducive to fireworks outside of the red zone. Mm. And that's okay. Flashy doesn't necessarily mean good. I mean, look at Tim Duncan, for example. He's right. one of the best power forwards to ever play in the NBA, and his career highlight reel would, would put you to sleep. So the fact that he's not flashy, I don't think it's bad for the clubhouse or for his prospects. But from an entertainment standpoint, we might be lacking a little bit there. And secondly, and I had uh, the same critique with Charity last year. I, I remember you did too, Duddy. Her speech was uh, was fine. Uh, Joey's speech was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. But it didn't really give us a rallying cry uh, that the players can get behind. And it didn't really tell us a ton about what he's about, aside from admiring the love story that his grandparents had. Aside from that, we didn't really learn much about him there. So I think he's got to be more transparent with his players about what he's what he's looking for, Mm -hmm. uh, what he expects from them on a night to night basis, et cetera. I I think you're giving him credit that he that he even knows that. That he knows what? I don't think he knows those things yet or he knows how to express what he's looking for. Yeah. I don't think he really knows that. I have I have thoughts on Joey that I'll get into more later. But I he think said he was looking for a doubles partner. Uh-huh. And I found that interesting because on a few levels, one, the women even caught on to the game that they were like, "All right, someone's going to come in with the tennis puns." Some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they they got ahead of it, and and he still fell for his own trap of you know yeah. he leaned into the tennis puns with the doubles partner. But then I thought to myself, like, how literal is he being with that? Does he actually want someone who's good at tennis to play tennis with him? Is he looking Possibly. for an athlete when he says he wants a doubles partner? Like I said, is I don't think he knows. Just an empty pun. I don't think he knows. I, no, it's he, a, to me, it's he's, a metaphor. He's he's tired of taking on the world on his own. He wants someone next to him on the other side of life's net. Mm-hmm. Throwing batteries in Philadelphia. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God, I love how much Philly's in this show now. It's really, it's wild for someone who has no uh, actual connection to the city. It's I feel a weird kinship since the last. Not to keep bringing up elections, but uh, yeah, the twenty twenty election when Gritty kind of pushed it over the edge there at the end. <laughs> like I just love Philadelphia for some reason. I think it's just my love for Gritty. But I am excited to talk about these battery and throwing maniacs. Yeah, let's um, let's go on to the massive amount of Philadelphia we got last night. Not, not just from Joey, but from his players and. Uh, the roster in general, which looks like it's chock full of players who, much like their coach, aren't afraid to take some big swings out there. A very competitive evening that began with 34 women in the field, the most ever for opening night, culminated in Leia, the keeper of the mysterious date card from after the final rose, also becoming the keeper of Joey's first impression rose. So, guys, uh, w- what do you think about the players performance on night one? Who gets your first impression rose from the debut? I got to give it to Leah for the same reason I think Joey did and that I think America and Bachelor history will. Uh, that 
speech she gave and the and just her handling of the of the card. Yes. Felt to me like watching George Washington ride off to Mount Vernon after his eight years were up. It was something yeah. he didn't have to do. It was against human nature. It was against precedent. But because she did that, we can live in a free country now. It started yeah. the precedent. Yeah, it started the precedent. Like now, if they try to pull something like that again, I don't think I don't know if someone someone's going to be like, well, they they just gave up. They're not, you know, they chose not to be king. And I think that was really impressive of her. Yeah, and when she beautiful. threw that card in the fire, my first instinct was, oh, my God, she's giving up so much power right mm-hmm. now that was just handed to her. But then I thought to myself, wait a second. Is there a way to play this card where you look good in the eyes of The Bachelor? I, I'm open to an argument, but my I, my honest answer is no. I don't no. I, I don't see a way you could. Yeah, it's a it's yeah, it's just there's so many issues that come from it, you know. Uh, I agree. I feel like that was that was the best possible move. Mm-hmm. she could have made and um she's sure to get a one-on-one now mm-hmm. she's made herself a clubhouse hero um you you she you couldn't have gone off better imagine stealing that one-on-one she she put it perfectly she was mm-hmm. like i want you you know to to make the choice whether yeah. i have this card or not is not going to be the reason i'm you know i walk away with a championship I think the story of this season is going to be the tale of two wives. There's going to be like this. I'm going to call them for lack of better terms. And I'll find better terms for this as, as it goes on. The mother Teresa wives, the sweet girl wives like Leah and Daisy, who are just kind of soft spoken sweetie pies. And the like brassy broad. I'm going to neg you. I'm also a mob wife, uh, Philly monster people <laughs> who, who throw batteries and, and, you know, climb telephone poles and, and are in witness protection. Uh, of your your uh, you know uh, Lauren, your uh, uh, what's her name uh, uh, Lainey Maria Taylor, Taylor. Yeah. yeah like there's a lot of them but those two like it's Joey seems to respond to both of them in different ways and I think my gut tells me that these the sweetie pie Mother Teresa's the Leas and the and the Daisies are gonna win out in the end but we gotta have the the, the tough ladies too like we gotta have those brassy broads too. Yeah, because there are women fun. on this roster. Mm-hmm. We can see it already who they were ready to to jump into the fireplace and grab the letter and, and oh, yeah. blow the smoke off it so they could keep it for themselves. Like we got some yeah. some ruthless players on this team, yeah. it seems and like. Also, that uh, those are the people that that got it seemed like they got their um they got uh junkets, you know, they got their actual all the people that they showed, you know, the their actual um you know, before gave them their own little screen time and whatnot were of the two camps I'm talking, you know. Yeah. And for the sake of entertainment value, it's a shame that this card didn't end up in the hands of like a a, a Shanae or a Victoria F or someone mm-hmm. who would have skillfully put it to use because that, that would have been popcorn as hell. Um, but in terms of this ending up with Leia, the way she handled this was masterful because in Joey's eyes, she is now a team first player who's confident in herself so confident that she knows that she doesn't need to be handed a leg up to win with him and in the clubhouse's eyes this is this is sweet leia the one who gave up this huge advantage in the spirit of fairness and the spirit of wanting to have our back and so now she's the the loyalty that comes with that is the highest possible currency that could have come with this if any she's protected for the rest of the season if any player comes at her tries to put a target on her back then that player is picking a fight with a dozen other women who are mm-hmm. who are going to back Leia up. Mm-hmm. They they love her now for the and that's going to last for the whole as long as she's there. I think so. Yeah, it's really astute stuff. She's that was so wise of her. Yeah, she's like a wise I think Yoda. Leia deserves the flowers for last night. Definitely deserved this first impression rose. She's number one in the AP polls as well. I don't think. Just gut feeling at this point because we we have very limited footage to work with. Mm. I don't think that's going to end up being the matchup. I do think it's going to be one of three women who I was really impressed with last night. I'm looking at Lexi, Daisy, and Kelsey A. All three of them play with this this magnetism, this this kinetic energy, where they just they make ISO sets look easy, and they make these moments where you have ca- cameras and lights on you and a production crew around and in Joey's eyes, they all just kind of fade away because they're just, 
they just let the game come to them and they play so naturally and they just play for the love of it. Plus all three of those women, they have very powerful sob stories that they've, that they've kept in the chamber and that they can use in effective ways on one-on-one dates. I particularly liked what Lexi did because Joey leaned in for a trip to the smoocheria with her. And instead of going for a full deep cut, she kind of went the butterfly kiss route. So then she goes back in the clubhouse and she's like, oh, it's just a peck, whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like a quick, just like a quick little smooch. No big deal. So that takes the target off her back a little bit. But then also she's getting the red zone points there. But now she also has something to build toward with, with him. Mm-hmm. So when she does get that deep cut trip to the smoocheria, which seems inevitable based on the way that she played and the chemistry that Joey already has with her, then mm-hmm. that's that's going to hit like crazy. Yeah. Like gangbusters. Right. I really like Daisy a lot. I mean, she's I know a lot of people are giving the obvious comparisons to like Abigail and whatnot, just in terms of demeanor. And they both are like, you know, hearing impaired individuals. But I think she's even goes beyond levels that I was and I was big on Abigail. I think she goes even beyond that. I think she is like truly uh, an all timer in the way that she she really does feel like she's not performing at all. You know, yeah. in front of the cameras, like she's one of the most natural players that we've seen in in years. Absolutely, you know, based on I, the I way. I will she... say, there's something really funny to me, though. It feels like such like a quintessential bachelor line to say. There's so much more to me than my cochlear implant. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it feels does, like it does sound like it would be something like you a, plug in any season promo. It would be in like a parody. <laughs> it feels like it's Rob from yeah. the Golden Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, they had all that. Um, I, I'll add this about I totally agree with you, Zach, based on the way that she played so effortlessly and the way that Joey responded to her. I, I, I think we could be looking at a finalist here, honestly, at, at the yeah. very least a final four. Um, one thing she pointed out, and this this is not me making light of her um, of her hearing impairment. I'm just I'm pointing out a fact based on what she said was she said she was really struggling in the room with mm-hmm. with how loud it got and being able to concentrate. Is this someone who's going to struggle in group settings a little bit or on group dates where there's a lot of a lot of commotion, a lot of things happening? Is she going to that's like my one concern with her. Is, is she going to kind of disappear with those? I think she might, but she's so but she's so savvy and authentic. I think she'll use it to her benefit. You know what I mean? If she does get overwhelmed in that way or like has those feelings again of like, oh, man, this is kind of sucks for me right here. I think she'll express it to Joey. Hopefully I would hope she would, because she obviously anyone who heard her say anything like that would be on her side. You yeah. Know? And it would be used as, it would be a plus. Definitely. And also with this trend, we've been seeing the past couple of years of Hallmark lifetime, et cetera, just manufacturing 450 new Christmas movies a year that all have the same exact plot mm-hmm. with a Christmas tree farm in a, in a remote hometown. Yeah. Yeah. The, the referees are going to have Daisy's back as well because they they're looking at her profile growing up on a Christmas tree farm and mm. they're just I, they're just thinking to themselves manja 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 we gotta yeah. we gotta keep her around as long as we possibly can they already yeah they already optioned it <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone's optioning it out there in Canada yeah Lifetime's already got the rights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of a lot of points went on the board last night a lot of great scores on Joey's roster. And so it probably has you wondering, man, which of these great scores out here should I be plugging into my fantasy lineup next week? Well, as always, we've got your back with some advice. Here's the talented Mr. Jose Max Singer with your fantasy minute. Here we comes now with my Max Singer. He's a fantasy pro. Gonna tell you who's playing for the ring, for the rose, or for the road. And he's got those takes and inside scoop that you're gonna need. So Max Singer, who do you like this week in fantasy to see? We're back at the mansion for week one of Joey's season, and let's see what this John has in store. Is it any coincidence Joel Embiid dropped 70 points for the Sixers the same night our Bachelor from Philly met the women? I think not. We'll be here all season playing fantasy on the Bachelor Live app, so let's dive into first impressions and a little love-hate. An honorable mention this week with love to sparkly dresses and hate to the Canadian flag. Tough week to be the Maple Leaf. I love Daisy. A great connection, and someone I would have said was a strong first impression Rose candidate had it not been for an unexpected huge play from Leah. I'm locking Daisy in for the time being, and expect her to be an early season one-on-one candidate. I hate Lauren and Allison, aka the Philly Special, 
but to quote the late great Eddie Money, I've got two tickets to paradise. While I booked their flights to Mexico faster than Lauren punched a hole in that beer can, I simply cannot see a real path forward for either of them. The real question is, who gets eliminated first? DM me to place that side bet. I love Jess. From San Diego, by way of Denver, by way of Tennessee, Jess seems to move wherever all the other Bachelor alumni move to, and has clearly been training for this moment. She's stealing time with her man, and will be getting playing time, for better or worse. This is a volume pick I feel good about in the early weeks of this new season. And finally, I hate Evelyn. She seemed the most affected by Leah ditching her date steal card, and I'm wondering if she has what it takes for the dramatics of the season. There are safer plays for week two ahead. So be sure to set your lineups in the Batch Live app. And as always, I'm the talented Mr. Rose, and this has been your Fantasy Minute. Thank you, Max. This week's Fantasy Minute brought to you, as always, by the Batch Live app. Think you have what it takes to out-fantasy your favorite Batches on Pundits? Download the Batch Live app on your smartphone and join our exclusive league for free today. And don't forget to set your lineups for week two. Like I forgot to do last night, unfortunately. I'm still kicking myself oh. about that. We're going to take oh, a quick buddy. peek over here at the Batcher Zone. More BZ coming up right after this. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Trim your balls. And your date will thank us, too. Hey there, fellas. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's knocking on the door. And Manscaped is the remedy for what the love of doctor ordered. His prescription? The all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob that you are. So join the 10 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with our exclusive offer by going to manscaped.com and snagging 20% off and free shipping with our special code ZONE3, that's Z-O-N-E and the number three at manscaped.com. That's right. And guess what, Wally? With the new uh, uh, Manscaped Beard Hedger Pro Kit... It's bringing the manscaped love to those bearded kings out there. You know what mm. I'm talking about. Duddy's almost there. He's got the little soy sauce thing going on. All right. Designed to shape <laughs> your scruff effortlessly. It sculpts cheek lines, maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments that are coming up inevitably at whatever uh, uh, reasonably priced restaurant you're going to for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code zone three at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code zone three because your grooming upgrade awaits ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Ugh. <laughs> nice rhyme. Spitting hot fire. Hot fire. I came up with that by myself. There was no great <laughs> rhyme on the spot. Read that or anything. That's You're great. like royalty in Shakespeare. That's a great rhyme on the spot. Mm hmm. Coming up next, we're going to be talking all things SWATs, deflections, box outs, and down hard gritty defense. It's Steel of the Night. This is the Steel of the Night. Steel of the Night brought to you this week by the wedding singer. Suck it, remember the Titans. So, guys, a lot of great offense out there on opening night by Joey and by the players. A lot of great defense, too, though. Zach, let's start with you. Who gets your Steel of the Night for opening night? Oh, you know what? It's just, I don't know if we're all going to have the same one, but it's got to go to Jess for the classic steal that she pulled the absolute just the the level of lingering that she did we haven't seen opening night in a while we've seen some yeah. just nice it's a textbook steal but it, it was more than that because of the fact that she sat so so very close to Taylor when she was doing it the fact that she stood almost out of her periphery vision like almost in her periphery vision you know what I mean just right there yeah. uh, and the face that she made and then the way to just you know shut it down being like oh my god you you know all the things she said at the end of it to, to twist the knife uh i'm not trying to be that girl while she was uh being that girl it's right. beautiful uh sometimes it just be like that <laughs> some shit to say that is very very wild after that um yeah it's I, like when I, someone cuts you off in traffic and then they look at you through the window they're like "Ooh, sorry yeah like Ew, yeah right my bad <laughs> Ooh, me. i'm a little baby uh she's giving me hannah b and her prime vibes like she truly is is just she's crazy uh confident um i think it's gonna maybe get her in trouble to come in so so hot night one uh but there's other villain vibes out there that i think might take some of the heat off her there's some like i said there's some there's a lot of battery throwing people in this in this season. Like it's just it's a vibe. That, There's gonna be some. That vibes was my out. devil's advocate question for you though, Zach. Is mm -hmm. uh, yeah, classic classic steel. Uh, swatted the the shit out of her, out of Taylor. But did she make too many enemies and ruffle too many feathers in the process? It's possible, but like I said, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's gonna uh too many. She ruffled feathers. I don't know if it's too many. The time will tell. Yeah. 
DA, who you got for steal the night this week? Uh, I think Jess is a good pick. Um, but mine goes to Allison mm. for the sister on, on sister defense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, especially because they talked about, you know, that first kiss being such a point of it's almost like first possession in, in a football game to kind of set the tone mm -hmm. for the game and dictate the strategy afterwards. And I think when your sisters knowing that, you know, your sister already kissed a guy that kind of amps the, the ick factor up maybe by a good dozen, you know, magnitude so yeah because now if you get there you're you're sloppy seconds because she beat you there yeah exactly so you know lauren the whole time talked about that being a possibility talked about wanting to get that first smooch in allison comes in right at that moment and and takes it for herself and spoiler but i'm going to probably nominate you know the other end of that equation for mayor of choketown because that's the that's the one move you cannot allow to happen. But yeah. I'll get to that in a second. So Allison, uh, steal the night for me. Yeah, I, I I like the the Jess pick, Zach. I also think um, Leia for chucking the card into the fireplace. Um, it deserves an honorable mention. But I'm gonna break the tie here. I I agree with you, D. I think it's got to be the sister on sister crime that wow. we saw here. Um, on our uh, first impressions coverage, when we were just looking at the player profiles and, and making predictions, we were thinking that this, when we saw two sisters on the roster, we thought this had the potential to be like JJ and TJ Watt or something like that. Based on what we saw, it turns out it's more like Patrick and Jackson Mahomes here because Allison not only gets the steal on Lauren, but she just outshined her to an incredible extent to the point that when Lauren sat back down, Next to them, Joey just did you see him just just linger on Allison when he's talking? He mm -hmm. like briefly looked at Lauren, then turned to Allison and then just just gazed at her with Lauren sitting right there. I got like Allison man. just ran her show, gets the smooch and then gets the first rose of the ceremony where Lauren gets the last one. I was looking through my notes from last night and I know bullshit have in different sections of my notes chronologically. Lauren is the shit like three or four times. <laughs> like I, I have so much love for Lauren's gameplay and her vibe and just the way she's, she's represented on the show. Uh, she is such a, such a kindred spirit to me, which maybe says a lot about my upbringing myself of just like, Oh man, I totally know this kind of lady. She's so ridiculous. She definitely has thrown rocks at trains in a ditch <laughs> you know like she's hung out with boys in a ditch and just like drank 40 ounces like she the when allison came in first and did her itm and was kind of like hi i'm allison from philly and then it went to lauren's like i'm lauren from philly i was like oh she smoked <laughs> so many more cigarettes than allison in her life uh i love her i got really bummed out as the second half of the seat of the episode started rolling in and uh that we had like you know full-blown uh she's not going to win. It's a bummer. I thought she was going home tonight, yeah. but uh, yeah, I wanted to stay around. Almost, not only do I think she's not going to win, I almost wonder if the fix is in. I wonder if this is a, you know, a strategy of two to, you know, set up Allison for the victory. I wonder if she's, you know, insider trading is going on. Yeah. As we talked about when, when we saw that they were sisters, we were discussing what's the most interesting possible outcomes. The the one that's not going to happen, I, I wish it could, but it's just simply not going to happen, is that they both get to hometowns. Yeah, there's no fucking um, The other potentially interesting outcome, which I actually think might happen, is that Lauren goes home really soon. Allison makes it really far and maybe even all the way to hometowns, and then Lauren is at, at that hometown date. I think that's what's coming. For sure. I think 100% is like that. That's what they're setting up right now. It's a bummer that Joey has no feelings for Lauren whatsoever. <laughs> like, yeah. he's so intimidated and, like, freaked out by her and thinks she's just, like, scary and weird. Oh, um, I don't know about that. You don't, don't think so? You don't think so? I, I don't think... I, I feel think like he Joey probably looks thinks... at Lauren. He's like, "Oh, you totally threw a beer bottle at at a head after the Eagles lost last week." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "You'll beat me up." Like she, he's like scared to. Yeah, he. If he was walking down the street and she was walking the other way, he would like cross the street, 
I kind of got the vibe that they were headed towards the smoocheria until Allison stepped in. She basically called Joey a bitch with her eyes, <laughs> like like just sitting next to him the whole time. Like, I don't know. I I kind of see. I had that hope too, Duddy. And then as soon as like I could, as soon as the Allison thing went down, after that, her energy is so terrifying that I think she's just gonna take away. But with that said, she did get the rose. I don't know if that was ref interference, but I liked it. But Allison gets that first rose of the ceremony, so definitely made a major impression on Joey uh, and gets our first uh, steal of the night of the season. Great night for her overall, but it wasn't a great night for everybody, and we're going to talk about that next as we hand out the keys to the city that nobody wants to go to in Mayor of Chokedown. Mayor of Chokedown brought to you this week by Massive Bras for big puns that make little sense. So there was a lot of great performances last night, but not everyone's in that camp. DA, I'll start with you. Who cracked under the pressure? Who gets your very first keys to the city of Chokedown for this season? Yeah, so we'll just keep continuing our conversation for still the night. Uh, I think Lauren choked big time. Mm-hmm. She actually wanted to win this competition. Um to me, it looked like she was on the precipice of smoocheriadom and then just let Allison come in. She knew the play that was happening. It's she she read the playbook, right? And she still did nothing to stop it. And I feel like if anyone were to come in and you know reject the steal and have the authority and the ability to do it in that moment, it would be your big sister. Right. And she completely wilted. Your mean, kind of drunk big sister. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, you know, throwing beer cans and all that, you know, you can say that that's what she would seem like. But when it came time to actually go, you know, Philly wild, she looked like she was a Georgia peach, you know? Yeah. I got to agree with you, Duddy. I'm going to give it to Lauren, too, for the opposite reasons I was saying I love her. I, she didn't do enough of it. If she was like, if she had punched Allison in the arm, and said, like, can't you see I'm busy here? Or, like, you know, it's just like, go get some water. Like, whatever they say. <laughs> uh, she uh, she would have had my heart. I, I think it's it's a matter of she needs to relax a little bit on the Allison thing. Because it's, you know, it's so obvious that, she, yes, Allison is ahead of her. But she needs to have fun with it. Like, she can be silly. Her 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 opinions are funny. I think Joey will find her funny if, they get a, if she can really, like, dominate a group date or something. But, uh... She's got to be like a happy warrior, you know. She can't, she can't be uh, just like pouting the whole time. That's not her energy. I have one more aspect that I want to talk about with Choketown, with with the yeah. both of them. Uh, I think they gave away the game too early. I get why they did it. I get if you go too far, you yeah. know, with this ruse about oh, you know, we don't know each other, and then it's revealed later that your sisters. Maybe people feel betrayed. Maybe they feel lied to. But what ended up happening was that they said, oh, there's an elephant in the room. No one knows anyone's fucking name. Right. Yeah. Sisters or not. There's not. There was even a Chiron that said there was, in fact, no elephant in the room at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad move. They yeah, could have. I, I really liked the original play that they had in mind of just not telling anyone and letting Joey figure it out for himself or not figure it out for himself and just judge both of them based on their own merit. Now, and then yeah. they, they call this audible. That was a bad idea. And it, it kind of blew up in their faces. Do you guys think Joey didn't? I think Joey, Joey knew. I think Joey knew from, from roster time. I, Cause the, his, his acting when he was like, Oh, I'm starting to put something together here was so like, Oh, we got to do this part now. It's like two in the right. morning. I got to pee kind of. Like, I don't want to, I know what's happening. I don't want to deal with this. But it wasn't like he was figuring it out the moment. It was something that was definitely already known to him. Yeah, I think at the very latest, it was when he was like, when he talked to Allison and he said, okay, wait a second. Two women who look very much alike from Center City, Philadelphia, who have Mm -hmm. two brothers and a sister. Got it. I think there's no way that that the ruse went further than that from Joey's perspective. In my mind, I'm just putting a tinfoil hat on right now. It felt like it was before the, the he just knew it from the get-go yeah yeah i think so that's, that's, very, that's the that very well could be yeah because even during the limo pitches he was sort of egging them like oh uh are you tight with your family you got you got any siblings mm-hmm. he was asking all the right convenient questions mm-hmm. so i think 
it's very possible that that he was prepped yeah. on it, but and that they were back to back like that. Like it just felt yeah. it, to, to me, it smelled a little bit like ref interference. But 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 fix or not, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a clean sweep here. Um, this is I don't think this has ever happened before, where two different people from the same family take home our awards for an no. episode. This is a, uh, a Bachelor's own first time. Definitely not night one. Oh, yeah. you know what? I might. I take that back. The fucking Magic Brothers, <laughs> the, the the twins, the twins uh, from two seasons ago. They, but they won. They didn't win Steely and Choketown though on the same night. Oh, I saying. see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Absolutely. Yeah. They won Choketown. So they, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> they got a sibling Choketown. They won Choketown in commanding fashion. Yeah, but that's they, right. That's they right. Did not win Steely. My my bad. You're right. From ste- from stealing Gabby and Rachel's time, maybe. But that's right. Um. So yeah, we got a, a Steel winner and a Choketown winner in the same family. I considered. Era, uh, the girl with the limo pitch where she just screamed at him and there wasn't really a reason for it. Yeah, that was um, close to me. <laughs> but it's it's got to go to Lauren because even before she allowed the steal to happen with her little sister, her ISO set was so awkward and was so cringeworthy when she was like, oh, so I got the TikTok of you having the longest kiss in Bachelor history. So I'm looking forward to finding that out for myself maybe she's, even right now if you know in, what i mean like that was just so bad that mm-hmm. when allison came over for the steal it uh, honestly it, it felt merciful yeah uh <laughs> she's she's in my final four just to let you know uh i think allison is or lauren 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 is i think she, i think she's in she's in my first four out she's legit she's making it past week two i think the only reason she's still here right now is is the horizontal nepotism. She's Joey legit. just fancying her little sister so much. She's legit bad at this. Uh, I still think Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, they're both gorgeous. I feel like they, they have a puncher's chance no matter what, just based on, on that I'm, alone. I'm going to be saying this probably for the next two weeks, but I'm so excited to see them down in paradise, especially Lauren. Yeah, it feels like whenever there are siblings, it's the the ro- all roads lead to to paradise. Um, yeah, we'll see w- what happens with them, how long they stick around. Um, let's talk about uh, what we always love to do on opening night: the limo pitches that we saw. Who was thriving? Who was merely surviving? And who was driving on the seven ten to Pasadena? It's Ring Rosa Road. Ring Rosa Road is brought to you this week by a country that I have to keep anonymous, but I can say that they have a flag that has a red maple leaf on it and a national anthem entitled Oh Canada. So mm. they peoples came out before we uh, we get into the limo pitches uh, for whatever it's worth. I mean, there's only one game has been played, but for whatever it's worth, we got Allison at six, Kelsey A at five, Jen at four, Lexi at three. Daisy at two and first impression Rose Leia winner at number one. Now let's get into these uh these limo pitches and these inside the mansion pitches, guys. Let's um let's start with the road so we work our way up toward positivity. What were some road pitches that you saw out there? I I feel kind of bad about this one because I like Rachel from Hawaii a lot and her coming out to like ukulele music, it kind of set the tone. Like they, we, they set the tone of like, oh, here's our Hawaiian contestants. There's here's time for the Hawaiian contingent. Brought in the the necklace for him to lay. Uh, as soon as she's inside, it's off. <laughs> as soon as she like goes yeah. <laughs> inside the mansion, the thing is off uh, Joey's neck. So I thought that was kind of a bummer, but it could also just be a, a quirk of the editing. Um, also, Kelsey A doing the voodoo. I don't know about you guys, but my like spider senses started going off of like, is this problematic? <laughs> like, is this weird? Like that she's co-opting some voodoo stuff from New Orleans when I don't think I think she's like a like a tech you know like she's like a a transplant and she's not part of that culture at all talking about voodoo i know voodoo is something that's been used a lot but like i think we've kind of stopped fucking around with voodoo in that kind of like appropriation kind of way uh since uh that one james bond movie that was set down there i i felt the opposite and i'll actually i'll explain why once we get to the rings okay oh wow Uh, okay but with rachel and the and the lay i i like the fact that she didn't make it dumb like so uh i hope i get laid joke or anything because that would be so easy to do and it would have been awful mm-hmm. i i really like that she took the high road didn't do that but you're absolutely right took the necklace off and just completely disappeared into the night after that uh da what was a, a road limo pitch that you saw i hated uh laney with the cheese whiz mm-hmm. um 
one, I, I think incorporating there's just so much I hated about this. One, anytime you incorporate food into your limo pitch, it's it's such a big risk. Um yeah. it's such it's such a niche, you know, kink type thing. Uh you're really going on a limb hoping that Joey Joey's into that shit. Two, if you're gonna be sexy with food, cheese is not the thing, you know, whipped cheese is not gonna do it for you. Yeah, like yeah. a nice charcuterie in, in cartoons, board. maybe, but not in real life. Charcuterie is but, one thing, but like actual whiz is not. <laughs> Probably the least sexy food alive. <laughs> but but three, what I hated most about it, uh, like of all, was the pun. In that she goes, "Will you go on this journey with me?" Mm. Your do your your pun for whiz is with. Yeah, that, that is weak. That's you could do so many different things with whiz. I would imagine. Easy now. Yeah, that's a really good, point. and especially since you've got a I'm fellow do them right now. But <laughs> you got a fellow a fellow Philadelphian, and she's gone after night one. Like she couldn't she couldn't make many any magic happen with the fact that they're from the same neighborhood and they know the same places. That alone should get you to week two. And the fact that she couldn't do that means that I think you're right that that the whiz kind of ran her ran her into the ground. Yeah, I forgot um, to mention, guys. I gotta I gotta bring it up. I don't know if I'm gonna steal from yours, Wally, but. It's actually Jess with the boat takes my takes my uh, uh, marriage oh. uh, worst uh, uh, road because uh, boats are not meant to be used on land. <laughs> like the fact that she was in a boat on land was it totally kills the vibe of the boat. Right. Like you're just that's a truck situation. Like you're just coming in like being on a boat that's towed. You're not on a boat anymore. It ceases to be a boat in that case, you know. True. Yeah, I'll give no. you that. Yeah, it just doesn't hit this. It just doesn't hit the same. It pissed me off. I threw something on my TV when I saw it. All right, go on. Sorry. You know what kind of bothered me about her? I the uh, the relationship fun. I, I didn't mind it. No. Um, but it did. It it gave me pause when she said, "My name's Jessica, but please call me Jess." Mm-hmm. So, so, like, first of all, just introduce yourself as Jess, as that's if that's what you want to be called. And secondly, the way she said it, it was like, call me Jess or we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Right. I get that vibe too. <laughs> right? I'm, weird. I'm really intrigued by Jess because I felt like as soon as, like when she was on the boat, my note was uh, she she seems very drunk right now. <laughs> like her energy yeah. is very chaotic and wild. I kind of like it though. In the same reason why I gave her like steal the night. Like I kind of think it's it's a wild way to play the game, but we'll see. But yeah, it was a, it was a bummer to be on that boat. I don't mean to be too hard on the girl because I mentioned her mayor choke down as well. But when Kira did the dumb and dumber thing, she's basically like, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And then just just screamed at him. And there was no there was no point to it. And she just really looked kind of crazy for doing it. I think her chances ended right there, which is classic road. Um, yeah. Also, I I'm, I'm, want to bring up a category with this. I think you're you're really getting yourself in trouble when you're being raunchy and forward without being funny and clever. I mean, we've seen women be raunchy and, and Randy and for like, for example, um, masters like, like Hannah G when she said, open, open this box so you can find out what kind of underwear I like to wear. And then it was an empty box or Victoria F saying, I, my personality's dry. And that's the only thing that's dry about me. Like those, those are great punchlines. Those are well-constructed jokes. Those are very clever. But then when you got people like like Zoe coming with a platter of different bananas, being like, so, which banana are you? Or Sam saying, like, well, it looked like you and Charity had a lot of fun in the fantasy suite, so you're the whole package. Like, when it has that, remember, um, I think it was the 80s and 90s, uh, the dating game? Mm-hmm. When it was like bachelor number one, if if you were uh, an ice cream, what kind of ice cream would you be? And they'd be like, well, I'd be one with extra nuts, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like when you're when you're making that play, if it's easy to to slide in, if you know what I mean, afterward, then then you're doing it wrong. Mm. And we mm. were we saw a lot of that last night. Mm. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hold my judgment for this next uh, chunk that we get into. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> How about some roses, DA? Who was who was right down the middle? Who had something that was was short but sweet, or a small gesture that you think paid off in a big way? So, I'm gonna take this moment to fight for Jess on the boat. 
I feel like that um, she came in and it was it was kind of like a, a big swinging move, you know, and I feel like it, it bought her that first smooch of the night just coming in. And here, here's why it was smart here. Here's why a move like that um, for limo pitches, you can never go wrong when you come in on a vehicle that can be used as an off-site smooch spot, you're kind of giving yourself home field advantage within the mansion. Yeah. Trailers, yeah. boats, yachts. Party buses. The best yeah, example I that I can think of was Christina Mandrell with, with the party bus. Yeah, yeah. The party bus. Because you, know, exactly. you, you pull the lead away from the rest of the fields. Windows are tinted. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yep. So it's over the top. It's It's like... You know, it's a little bit boisterous, but she's a boisterous player. And exactly, it gives you that advantage to, oh, come check out my boat. That's not mine. It's some PA, you know, mm -hmm. brought it over somehow. And, oh, look, uh, you know, my hand's on your thigh. And then all of a sudden, you're you're in smooch town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I stand by my boats are for water take, but I'll, I'll take it, Duddy. It's nice. <laughs> I respect both, both sides of that. Yeah. Uh, Zach, or, uh, what was a rose play for you that you saw last night? I thought her just straight up like getting him to admit he has a normal sized penis was tasteful and good. <laughs> just doing that, just doing the banana tray for me. I thought it was kind of weirdly refreshing. I agree with you on the, some of the other play that happened like with Sam or whatever, but for her, for some reason, I don't know why it didn't bother me. I liked it. I liked the The, the banana play. Uh, it the sounds to me like you're saying gave, that you, you didn't mind Joey's response to it, but did you, did you actually that, like the move? That was playful. I kind of did like the move. I don't know. I think it was so forward that it kind of broke the the uncanny valley we're talking about, or the know what you mean valley. Yeah. I thought it was like so blatant, just like, hey, how big's your dick? <laughs> like it was just, <laughs> it was so upfront. You know, it wasn't like, hey, I heard you have a big old dick like uh, the other people. It was just like, you know, hey, true, real question. Here's, here's three like pretty true to size averages of like male penises. Uh, represented a banana for him, pick one. <laughs> and then he picked like, you know, a th three quarters of a banana. And she was like, great. Good talk. See you later. It was, <laughs> it wasn't like <laughs> it was kind of funny, too, that he he selected uh, his banana of choice. Yeah. And then he looked at her and he's like, is that OK? Like, uh -huh. is this, this, this going to work? If this, and she if was this like, yeah, great. She didn't say like, him. oh, wow. And it wasn't like the it wasn't the biggest banana on the plate he grabbed, you know? Right, yeah. Thought it was tasteful. For the rose plays in my mind, I'm also looking at a category. I I really like um some of the courtyard plays that we saw last night. So you had Jen drive in on the go-kart, and you had Medina bring oversized tennis balls and oversized rackets. And when you bring a courtyard activity it guarantees a courtyard conversation, much like what you were saying, DA, about bringing a vehicle and pulling the lead away from the rest of the field and kind of having a shield around you. When you have a go-kart or you or you say, hey, let's play some tennis, that's a perfect opportunity to draw Joey away from the rest of the field, and you're, you're guaranteed one-on-one -on -one time with him. So I think that was very shrewd on both their parts. I, I'm not sure I'll remember either play in five years from now, but... It gets it gets the job done and it gets you the valuable ISO set with him right off the bat. I will say I, I feel I think that's a great one you brought up, Wally. And I and I do love um you know, of course there's our stinkers and we're gonna get into the rings, but definitely I feel like the limo pitches are are going up this year, you know, or or season by season. Um, there was no one that I clocked that said, you know, I'm a lawyer and, you know, this case is right. closed on love or, or whatever the fuck, you know, the jury is out. We're going to get married. Like, I, even even with shit like the cheese whiz, like, you know, that it's at least different. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that's a really good point. The, the closest thing to that was uh caitlin the the radio chemist who was like oh, i'm a uh i i i work in uh radiology so let me pour this beaker into another beaker and then and i was, loved I, that one i thought that, i thought that was fine yeah i thought that was fine and that was kind the closest of... thing like that was that was so much better 
then like I'm a doctor, so now I must check your heartbeat and see like right so much better than that kind of thing. You guys think um, mixing, mixing vinegar think, and baking soda actually, is some the, really the great chemistry. chemistry. I kind of like it as a as a ring play. I'm also I'm looking at. Uh, okay, good. Uh, tell uh, tell me why. Uh, no, for for kind of what we said, like yes, it, it plays off of, um, you know, kind of some old tropes on this show, but it was it was pretty refreshing in that, um, you had a an actual chemical, you know, reaction. Right. Uh, it, was, it was cool to see. It wasn't like just some empty bullshit. It kind of made it be like, oh, chemistry is kind of cool. Uh, so it really shows her. Um, and it's also, it's not, a, it's not a common profession. You know, you're not a pilot or a lawyer or a doctor. You're a radio chemist. That, that's pretty wild. But also the real reason why I put it as ring is, um, uh, you know, the czar Samuel Horowitz, uh, has been using, um, similar related lines for his pickups and, and they've been working wonders apparently. So. This did he, is. Uh, did he leave the bachelor's zone and become a radio chemist? <laughs> he did not, but he does say <laughs> he does. He does open with something along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, I might be, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like I- I'm no doctor, but I think we have chemistry or, or something like that, <laughs> and uh, it's working for him. So sorry to blow up your spot, Sam, but. Uh, it, it's a ring move, and you deserve you deserve the praise. And um, so does so does this uh, lady. Yeah, definitely. I can't speak for Sam, but def- definitely worked for Caitlin. I also there are a couple others that I really liked. Um, Samantha, the the dolphins dancer, her ISO set inside the house was terrible, and that's why we're not seeing her for week two. But I love that. Uh, she threw the pizza dough at him mm. because her family owns a pizza place, as we found out on our first impressions coverage. So that lets him into your world a little bit and tells tells him a little bit about yourself, something that's interesting. And then she also said, so, yeah, I can to do this dough because I'm the one that you needed. And I, I, as far as puns go, that's that's really that's like a nine out of ten pun. That's a that's really good. It's too bad that she wasn't able to follow up that momentum. But I like that a lot. And. Zach, I, I want to hear what the trouble is with, with the voodoo doll because I love how she flipped the paradigm where instead of it being this creepy thing where she's poking needles in it, she, she's giving it a kiss on, on the giving cheek it smooches. and subverting expectations. I don't know. I guess I just had, like I said, I might be oversensitive. I might be a, a fucking, I might be a little bit of a snowflake, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just thought it was kind of weird for how much of like a kind of, basic uh, American Eagle type white lady for her to be like bringing voodoo into the mix. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. I, uh, I think Lexi was my uh, number one pick just being first out at minute six, straight to the point, normal banter, shake out the nerves. This is how you play the game. Just like right down the middle fastball. And it worked perfectly. I think it really put her, put her in really good standing being the first out in that way. And I think she's, final four material if not because of it for you know a good reason autumn i thought it was cool a move because she uh overall it ended up probably getting her on the road because trying to say get like her thing was she's gonna come out there and be like what's your favorite season and he was gonna be like autumn <laughs> not fall he was gonna say autumn <laughs> and that is <laughs> such asking a, a lot yeah. that's a ballsy thing to yeah that's a ballsy leading a horse to water type play you got a one in four chance at best and then you need to make sure that he says like the old victorian way of saying fall um <laughs> but i gave her i give her points in this segment just for for gumption also when she asked what's your favorite season and he said spring or summer and then she was like i'm disappointed yeah, I thought she was going to say I was hoping you were going to say Ben Higgins or Jojo Fletcher. So I like I thought she <laughs> she was asking him, like, what's your favorite season of Bachelor? Mm, yeah, and then, he just, and then he just like steamrolled it. I read it that way, too. At first, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, a lot of players out there playing for the ring, just like our fans. Thank you so much for tuning in every week and all the support that you give us for checking us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're there waiting for you. And we'd love so much to have you join. Thank you all so much for for leaving a rating for us, leaving a a five-star review, 
um, telling your your friends about us, spreading the word. It all helps us become a better show, uh, become a become a bigger show, move up in the world. Uh, and uh, we can't thank you enough for that. Very special thanks to all our wonderful patrons over at Patreon.com. As I was saying at the top of the show, that's where you can get all your exclusive Bachelor Zone content, including Left Unsaid, where we get into all the hot topics that we don't have a chance to cover on the main feed. So if you want to get in on that, it's always a lot of fun. Patreon.com backslash The Bachelor Zone. Uh, whether you're a patron or not, we always love hearing from you, what you think about uh, what's going on with The Bachelor, uh, if you have any hot takes about uh, something that we said on the, on, on the episodes. Uh, whatever you got, send your thoughts our way. On social media, we, we have an Instagram and a TikTok. The handles for those are at Bachelor's Own Pod. And by email, we are the Bachelor's Own Podcast at gmail.com. We'll always love hearing from you, and we always get back to you quickly. And finally, the moment you've all been waiting for, the top five in the Batch Live app, our exclusive fantasy league. We've got a three-way tie at number five, newly engaged Michael Dunn from the Denver Replay Studio. Coffee, coffee, coffee. And... Last season's defending champion, Hot Tuppies, they have 215 points. Uh, tied at number two is uh, Book Rose and the talented Mr. Rose, Max Singer, with 225 points. And just ahead of them with 230 points. And that number one spot is Cast In, which I, that looks like a new name to me. I don't, do you guys recognize that name? No. I think maybe like last season with Hot Tuppies, we may, we may have a rookie. Nice. Uh, showing some early prowess here, but there's still a ton of time left in the season. Uh, if you haven't joined yet, there's still plenty of time to get in there. Uh, a ton of games left to play. So that means that there's time to to catch up, set your lineup for week two. At least that's what I'm telling myself anyway, sleep at night. Cause I, I totally forgot to set my lineup for week one, but anyway, batch live app, check it out uh, on your smartphone and we'll see you there. And uh, we love to love to have you play along with us. Uh, can't wait to have you join us next week for some week two acts. It's going to be a great time. Until then, for Zachary Pike and Daniel A. Duddy, I'm Michael Wally, and this is The Bachelor Zone. <laughs>